0: For 15% off one year of all you can read, watch, and hear.
1: A lot of people spend a lot of
0: money on things like skincare, fast fashion, and even surgery, all in the name of self-improvement. But as the price of perfection rises, when is it time to call it quits? I'm Rima Khreis, host of This Is Uncomfortable, a podcast from Marketplace. This season, we dig deep into the financial trappings of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Empower. It doesn't matter how much money you have, we all have money questions. Empower is here to answer those questions so you don't have to worry. Take control of your financial future with a real-time dashboard and real live conversations to empower what's next. Start today at Empower.com. So I am sitting here on the 41st floor of One World Trade Center at the offices of Vanity Fair, which actually may come to shock to some people because I usually do this from someone's living room. And my guest today is none other than Emily Jane Fox, who is a... What is your title amazing a person
0: senior reporter a
1: senior reporter which i should have known before we started i this. Sh-
0: technically should have known that <laughs> better than i just did
1: and uh who covers politics and the trump people and all fun things like that and is actually writing a book on the trump children is that correct that
0: is right
1: and so as we look out at this amazing view of the city um i'm gonna sit and talk to emily about jared who a brief moment this week was a girl. Um, We'll talk about the Trump kids, uh, what's going on in Washington, and uh, anything else that might come come about it. So let's just jump right in. Let's do it. Jared Kushner, for a brief moment this week, was a girl. Can you explain what happened?
0: So I would say this is probably the most delicious news moment of 2017 so far. I think anyone who saw this headline this week was just like, thank you. The Lord, this was just such a moment of levity. Everyone had to laugh at themselves and frankly laugh at him when they saw this. So what happened was there is a wired story that found Jared Kushner's New York voting registration and on the site it said that he was registered as a female. On its face that's just a a that's a funny that's thing. That's a funny
1: thing. And it's also a great thing with all the voter fraud. With and all the voter fraud. Yep. It was
0: just like, just a perfect moment. But as everything in 2017 tends to do, it ruined itself within a day. Um, it came to light that it was actually the election board's mistake. Apparently, he had like uh, registered. I know, I know. It's I'm, so sad. I it, hate to be the bearer of bad news Well, it's here. so
1: sad because the, the best part about this, and I usually am not a big fan of Twitter memes that that run the, cor- run the, sh- the this course very, very quickly. But there were people that were taking pictures of Jared and putting long hair on him and doing nothing else. And he, he looked like a pretty girl, I got to say.
0: Well, that, that's like a great compliment, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just so a compliment. So this was the
1: board of...
0: So I think the New York Board of Elections. How had they done that? So he was originally registered in New Jersey, and I think that the record there is... I don't think his gender was recorded there. I don't think it's recorded
1: anywhere, to be quite honest, but yes.
0: That's between him and his (laughs) God. Um, But he... So I think that that's where the mistake happened, or at least that's what the Daily News had an article that explained this whole thing, and that's how they explained it. And they said, look... Errors happen. It's very rare that these kinds of errors happen, but it appears that this was an error. But I'm just going to hold on to that one moment where it was true.
1: Now, did did, did Jared respond to this publicly or did he just kind he of – He did not. He did not. And did, uh, did Donald uh, tweet or anything? Oh, my
0: gosh. I haven't even thought of what Donald's reaction must I mean, have been to this. I mean, just thinking that his
1: wife, his daughter is married to a, someone who was registered as a woman, it's, it's I mean, there's no bad.
0: transgender allowed in the military Yeah. In, trump world so let alone his family so
1: so let's since we've got the topic of of young jared um uh what's what's the what's the deal with this guy i mean it's it seems like he is um uh he is both um incredibly capable of getting himself into positions of power and influence and yet incredibly incapable of doing anything once he gets there
0: so here's the thing about jared He's incredibly capable of getting himself power within a family business. So he lucked into that, or not so luckily lucked into that in Kushner Companies, his own family business, because his father went to federal prison. And so at the age of 25 or 26, he took over his family business. He did the same thing in the Trump administration, Trump campaign. The Trump White House, from all insiders' accounts, is being run like the Trump organization. And what happens in a family business? You promote the family. And that's why Ivanka's doing what she's doing. That's why Jared's doing what he's doing. There aren't that many people that the president truly trusts. And does he truly trust Jared? Yes. Yes. Fully. And and Jared's never given him any reason not to trust him in the sense. That he knows he is a hundred percent loyal to him, and Jared is a hundred percent loyal to him.
1: But now there's the stories of um, of, of uh, you know, Jared. Uh, not only this week, we've learned that he was using a private email service. Another fun Twitter meme was uh, uh, "lock her up" because uh, it's yeah, just it's perfect. Just brilliant. But anyway, it's like a um,
0: comedy writer's dream.
1: <clears throat> um, but. She, um, she, <laughs> 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 um, uh, we will not use uh, that like pronouns, uh, yeah, well, pronouns, yeah, we'll switch pronouns. Um, I apologize. So, he, um, it seems, um, has done a lot of stuff that may not have been very copacetic leading up to the election with the Russians and so on and so forth. Is there a belief that he could be the one that takes this whole thing down?
0: So, I talked to someone this week who is very close to the family. Uh, who said that is their sense, that Jared has been involved in everything that we know about that is bad for the president and for the investigation, Jared seems to be there. like So meeting with Sergei Kislyak twice leading up to the election. He had two other meetings that we know about with Russian officials. Uh, like the meeting in Trump Tower with the Russian lawyer claiming to have dirt on Hillary Clinton with Don Jr., his brother-in-law. Like the digital operation that now is getting a lot of attention as you know and, and write about and talk about Jared himself was credit I mean Jared was on the cover of Forbes magazine right after the election with a headline saying something like this is the guy who won Trump the election because of what he did with the digital operation you can't take credit for running a digital operation and then have the digital operation be the thing that possibly ties the Trump campaign to Russia's uh, you know, whatever they did in the 2016 election. You can't have both of those things be true and not have done something wrong.
1: So how do you think this plays out?
0: I don't know.
1: Okay, so wait, before we get to that question, actually, <clears throat> you mentioned that um, Jared and Don Jr. met with the Russians.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do, 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 do the boys, the, the Trump sons, like Jared? Do they get along? Do they, like, go hunting together? And well, Jared's about-
0: not exactly a hunter. I don't think that's his, his bag. But
1: go and hang out
0: yeah they're not I don't think he's like a wilderness guy I'm not. my sense is that he's not like going to the Canadian you know bush I don't, I don't even know if there is a bush in Canada but wherever he's you go to hunting wild it's wildlife's not his thing he's like a New Jersey Clearly guy not yours
1: either but yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't out me okay um I don't think I've ever been camping a day in my life I think they like each other a lot they respect each other a lot Ivanka and her brothers are incredibly close. And Ivanka and Jared have a really good marriage. And I think, look, when you are a sibling, you don't necessarily always get along with your in-law, but you respect the relationship they have with your sibling. And I think uh, they respect Jared as a business person, and Jared respects them for what they do at the Trump organization. I don't think they're out, like, drinking beers together and palling around. But they're they're pretty close. And I always ask people the question— is there animus now that didn't exist before? Because, look, Jared yeah. got basically got Don Jr. in trouble. The email that showed that Don Jr. invited these um, this Russian lawyer into Trump Tower came to light because Jared's lawyer found it and then had to turn it over. Uh, the answer I've gotten is no. That there's no real um, squabble, but
1: so you've you've been covering these the family for a while now, and what's the thing that has really kind of have you had any aha moments of like whoa or you know something you've learned that's just been really fascinating to you or uh personality traits about any of them ivanka even even you know donald trump um what what is it that you've kind of come away with after writing about these folks for so long?
0: Well, the thing that I always think is the most interesting and most important to point out uh, is the similarity between Jared and Ivanka, that they both had very similar traumas at the hands of their fathers uh, at pivotal ages for them. So Ivanka, at the age of 9 or 10, went through her parents' divorce, and it played out in the tabloids. It was very ugly. She was followed to school every day, asked about her dad's sexual prowess and his mistress, and it was incredibly traumatic. And I think she has spent the rest of her life trying, and she she was very vocal about this in her younger years and all the press attention she got as a model and as a teen socialite, that she was worried she wouldn't even get to keep the Trump name. And I think a lot of her actions, if you look at them through that prism of, this is someone who was just desperate to be accepted and kept by her father, it makes sense then why she wouldn't speak out publicly against him. And Jared, his father went to jail when he was 25 years old. This is a, that's a pivotal moment for a young man leaving your, you know, your youth, your adolescence, your college days, and taking over a family business. He went every single weekend to visit his dad. His dad did some pretty messed
1: up stuff. Well, Uh, like, give us a few examples for people. Well, there's
0: really only one example that you need. So, most of what he got in trouble for was, there was, like, some tax evasion stuff. There was um, campaign finance violations. So, he Exceeded the amount of money that you could give in a campaign and then so he made donations in other people's names. Hmm. Um, one of those people was his sister. So his sister found out she was going to testify in a case against him. So he set his brother-in-law up with a prostitute and taped it and then sent the tape to his sister, which is witness tampering, which is another charge he got, uh, another count he got charged with and went to jail.
1: So Thanksgiving in the house, very cozy was the, was, at the Kushner family. Great yes, it's
0: very, family. very tight, so loving that, I mean, family.
1: It's interesting because I. It seems that, that Jared still likes his father, right? I mean, does loves. That, they
0: talk every single and, day, and
1: still, and he doesn't. I mean, I don't know. This is, it sounds Shakespearean almost in in all of the drama between them all, um, and yet they all stick together and.
0: It is that is the trait that bonds Jared and Ivanka. They have these fathers who did pretty terrible things and terrible things to them, and yet they still stick by them. And I think it's very difficult for anyone under anyone else to understand the psychology. You and I are like, f that guy. Like you wouldn't stick by. You can by, say yeah, you. you can uh, say the uh, word. Sorry, I'm I'm a We're lady. A, okay? It's not
1: public radio. I'm a lady. <laughs>
0: um, but if, to them, they understand that they cut. They are cut from the same cloth.
1: Now, as someone who um, you spent time with them both I know and and have covered them is there part of you that feels a little sorry for them I mean I, I there's part I actually partially I know I think he's mostly a despicable human being I'm talking about Donald Trump now um, I think he's a narcissist and, and and well his the actions that he is taking now will have terrible repercussions for my kids in 10 15 years. But there's also part of me that feels sorry for him as a human being that, that he's that broken. That even as the president of the United States, that, that, that someone can be that insecure and just that fucked up, to be honest. Is there part of you that that feels any sorrow for Jared and Ivanka?
0: I'll tell you what I do feel a little sorry about. It must be very difficult. Look, I think Ivanka actually wants to be in Washington to do things and cares about a specific set of issues and actually wants to do things. And she has this, I mean, the past week for Ivanka has been really good. She got public and private partners to donate $500 million to coding in schools, K through 12. She went to Detroit to launch this program. She spoke at an elementary school or middle school uh, assembly last week. She was in New York for the UN General Assembly and world leaders were asking to meet with her. Uh, this was a pretty good week for Ivanka actually delivering on things that she set out to want to do. And no matter what, she can't get any kind of uh praise or acceptance because she's attached to her father. So sometimes I think it I, I do feel a little badly that she is actually the maybe one of the few people who are there actually trying to deliver some positive things. Like you and I can both agree. More money for STEM education is a good thing. Yep. Focusing on yep. things that help working families is a good thing. Those are very positive And it's no wonder why she focuses on the things that are bipartisan and accepted as just like undeniably positive. And she can't get any kind of credit for it because she's attached to her father. So I feel fat badly for that. But they are grown people who are incredibly smart, who grew up with every opportunity at their fingertips. And so my level of sympathy for them is very little. And they're like, if you sit in a room with Ivanka Trump, it is very hard to feel any kind of pity for her. In what way? She does not project the image of anyone who's lacking of anything, whether it be confidence or material wealth or love or uh, intelligence. And that kind of person knows what they're getting into. Mm -hmm. She also... Made a choice. She's a grown up. It's technically against the law for her to be doing what she's doing. There was a nepotism law passed in nineteen sixty seven or whenever it was that said a president or a lawmaker can't put a family member into office. After Bobby Kennedy was appointed attorney general, and their justice department in two thousand sixteen said, "Nah, you know what? It doesn't apply to the president, so Jared and Ivanka can work there." So. These are people who really tried very hard to get to, work to, get there. to where they
1: are today. So one of the things, I, I still have these feelings when I, I see the, the words, and I may gag as I say this, but when I see the words, President Donald Trump, <clears throat> excuse you me. You just
0: choked on it as he said it Just choked. No, yeah. it,
1: it still, to me, is truly mind-boggling. And this is not, and I'm not saying this from a partisan point of view of de- Democrat versus Republican or anything like that. He's just, he has a history of being a bad human being who has done terrible things as a businessman, we can spend hours, the things he said, the things he's done, the, the lies he's he's thrown out there and so on and so forth. And it's still to me, almost a year later, um, after him winning the election, it's still I still cannot actually. There's still moments where I cannot believe that he is the president. Of the you United know, when States. it
0: hits me, it's like when I think back. I studied politics at undergrad, and I think back to like I had this one class with an amazing professor, and it was about like uh, communications and the president. And I think back to all those classes when we studied you know, Nixon sweating at the debate, being a disqualifying thing for a president. Yeah this guy stands on stage and screams out nasty woman and stalks Hillary Clinton like jaws. And like people are like, yes, we want to go out and vote for him. So, yes, it it is a wild proposition for a million reasons.
1: So so when I have these moments of like, this is so surreal that he is the president of the United States, and it, it is every time I see him getting off Air Force One, a headline with his name in it every single time is a a, a, a vertiginal, nauseating experience mm-hmm. that just seems completely surreal. Is it the same for them still? I know when they first all,
0: well, they definitely feel disgusted by the fact that they're there. No,
1: it's, it's no, no, it's not the disgusting part. But is it still surreal for them that they are in the White House and that their dad is the President of the United States? Or now are they at the point where they're like, "That's right, my dad's the President of the United States."
0: I think it's a combination. These are people who are used to being entitled,
1: period. But they're entitled, but they're used to also being outsiders. They
0: are. They still are outsiders. They still see themselves as outsiders. And part of that is the way that they're cut. Like, they're not accepted by anyone. His approval ratings show that he is in...
1: 36, 35. Yeah, exactly. So
0: they are still...
1: Really not
0: accepted by every by by the majority of americans and i think that they feel under siege um which plays into a lot of why they act the way they act they feel like they're under attack all the time um i think that they are still awestricken at the environment and the power that they have but hmm. they are seizing it i mean ivanka posts Every single time she does anything, there's like a series of Instagram photos of her actually doing stuff. And you don't do that uh, if you're not amazed at what you're doing. She's very proud of herself.
1: It's very interesting if you go um, – and listeners should do this. If you go and you look at Ivanka's Instagram from over the past couple of years and it goes from her just, you know, stopping on the sidewalk to get a coffee and taking a selfie to very quickly. Do you think quickly... I haven't looked at everything? Oh, I know. It's just – it's Instagram so thing. fascinating to like – Just see how quickly it all changes.
0: I mean, I've been going back and looking at footage of her interviews she's done since she was seven years old. And it's just remarkable the way she is. Her life has changed around her and where they are now. It really makes you feel like you watch her hosting the Miss Teen USA pageant in the 90s. And it's like this girl is helping run the country right now. It's just a (laughs) wild thing.
1: All right, let's move on to another uh, another Trump. Um, was it Donnie Jr. that went hunting? Don Jr. Don Jr. went yeah. hunting. So, so Don gave up his Secret Service detail. Yes. And, um, and it seemed like, was it clear I, I, that why he was doing that? I, it, so
0: he said that he wanted more privacy.
1: And it turns out that he wanted to go hunting. No. Oh.
0: So he did want to go hunting. That's oh. not why he gave up his Secret Service protection. Okay. So... People are now saying, so he gave up his Secret Service protect, protection. He then won hunting. Can we, should
1: we tell, let's tell the story of what happened with the hunting so the people. Sure.
0: So he gave up his Secret Service protection. Yeah. No one knew where he went. He was off the grid. His father was back in New York for the UNGA. Everyone in the family, even Eric and Laura, who just had a baby a week before, were in the audience. Don Jr. was nowhere to be found. So everyone was like, what is going on here? He gave up his protection. And he just goes MIA. Uh, the New York Times Magazine had a reporter actually happen upon him in Canada um, because he heard from someone at the airport that he, they thought they saw Don Jr. with like a big hunting bow. And so he, in a wonderful story that everyone should read, it was just like a lovely little kind of reporter's notebook story. Um, he tracked down where he was and he was hunting a big moose somewhere in the middle of nowhere, Canada. As you do. And it's very uh, first son of him. And um, the reporter then found him on his way back to the airport. He came back to New York and his Secret Service protection was resumed. People have been taking that to mean he wanted to go off the grid hunting and then like get the Secret Service off his back and then come back and have the protection. From... Um, someone who I talked to who knows the situation a little bit better, that's not at all the case that he has. Well, actually, two people told me that he has been bristling with Secret Service since before he even got them. Uh, because? From he is a private person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, he, unlike his sister, does not always seek the limelight. Uh, he does not like people hanging around him. He does not like having an entourage. He also has five kids. Wow which is a lot in New York city and a wife. And that's a lot of detail to manage. They each get protection and that is a lot to handle. It's not just like, okay, these guys are going to follow you around and, and like you won't notice them and whatever he is coordinating when his, you know, kid gets off the bus from elementary school they have to be the ones to say, okay, you have to be at that corner there, and you have to be at that corner there, and it's a lot to manage. Mm. I think that that is, is difficult. Now, I will say it is spectacularly idiotic for him to get rid of Secret Service protection, and I think that is why it resumed. Especially on a hunting trip. <laughs> sure. It, it, I mean, worse in New York, to be honest, <clears throat> because now everyone knew that he was coming back. He has five kids. To not have protection for them it's just. It's also interesting I,
1: in the article that um, that the reporter who seems like a really nice guy was like you know if I can find you from Instagram photo anyone can find you maybe you should resume your Secret Service. detail.
0: I talked to a former Secret Service person about this last week and they were just like almost like sick about it. Because then you're the target for anybody. If you know that this first son does not have Secret Service protection, or your kids don't, you're you're asking for it. Yeah. Do you know how many crazy people there are in this world who hate his father
1: in the White House? Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. So okay. So um. So moving forward now, um. What do you think happens in the next three years with oh, all wow. these kids? Um. Do you think that. Do you think this ends well? Do you think it doesn't? And, and then I have another follow-up question after that, but let's go with that one first.
0: Okay, so I don't know what to think because there is this Teflon Don thing that is real where every kind of situation where everyone thinks that Donald Trump and his family will not get out of, they get out of. It's a spectacular ability to escape things and to be to be bulletproof from things that no one else would be able to be bulletproof from. At the same time, you hear reports and you hear from people who are really worried about this investigation, uh, particularly because they all work together in companies that were seemingly doing shady things, maybe not involving Russia, but involving different monetary transactions. And um, that does not seem to be going away. And you have Mueller assembling a team and continuing to grow a team with people who are experts in money laundering and the kinds of things that uh, the Trump organization has reportedly been tied to. And so I think it's hard to imagine this going away. I don't know where that ends up.
1: And when, when do we know when uh, Mueller is supposed to deliver on his findings is it, is it i is mean it comp- you hear
0: a range of things so you hear people saying this will be wrapped up by the end of the year i think that there is uh, a sense that they're working as fast as they can this could drag on for years if they wanted it to i mean ken star's investigation took forever and he caught a lot of heat for that so i think that they're trying they're taking great pains to avoid that but it seems like they're moving you, you hear a lot that they're moving
1: and so Let's just look at – there's two hypothetical scenarios. One is that, um, that they find something really bad, that the, that the Trump kids go down. I don't imagine they go to prison because rich people like that usually don't. But um, then there's the other scenario, and the other scenario is they power through. They get away with whatever it is that they did, presuming they did something, um, and they come to the end of their four years. Let's just hope and pray that Donald doesn't win again or even run again. Then what happens to the kids? What what do you envision? Does Ivanka eventually try to run for governor? Does she want to be president one day? Does Jared, you know, wait until Donald passes away and he takes over the family business? What, I mean, what do you think?
0: I think they have their sights set on something way bigger than a family business. Uh, Which is? I think Jared will try and cash in on the connections he's making. Look, they made very strategic decisions when they went into the White House about what they would handle. Jared handling all the well, being involved with all the infrastructure stuff and the government IT stuff sets him up pretty well in the private sector to have all these connections to all these various agencies um, when it comes to building permits and um, all sorts of things that you would need as a developer in the outside world, either in tech or or in the real estate world as he did before. Ivanka seems to be turning herself into a mini diplomat. Hmm. Whether that means she wants to stay on the more diplomatic side or she wa- or she runs. I don't know if I see her putting herself through the kind of thing you would need to go through in order to be a candidate. I think she would do well being a diplomat.
1: But isn't she already going through the kind of thing you already need to be a candidate? Yeah, but
0: it's not about her. It's about her father. And so she. it's not herself talking about herself and if you look at every single interview that she's ever done um it's always in relation to her father and I just can't I don't know that I see her being so uh so keen on it being about her and I I just I just see her going in more into the UN diplomatic side of things. Don jr.
1: Well, that was my is question. the one
0: who people always say has these political ambitions, right? You know, he was, uh, rumored earlier this year to be, you know, running for governor or mayor. That to me makes a lot more sense. He, he is a very good salesman. Everyone who I talked to about him, when I talk about the, the differences between the the children, they all say Don Jr. can sell. Hmm. He is the one who, if you have an empty building that needs to be filled by tenants, like send Don Jr. in and they'll fill it. Wow. Well, and so what about that's, Eric? He's a builder.
1: <clears throat> he's, so. Does he? Is he just happy doing the family business thing? And-
0: I think that he is. I mean, he's the charitable one. He is the most quiet of all of them. He seems to be the nicest of all of them.
1: Have you ever met him?
0: I have never met Eric.
1: Um, they just had a baby. He just had a baby. He seems he, he seems quiet. He doesn't seem like he's out there. Robustly. They live the
0: most private, normal life. They have two rescue dogs. Like wow, it, yeah, I know. Not even do pure you know their names? Oh, uh, I if I thought about one. it, yeah. Um,
1: Donald and just kidding, Ivana. Yeah, um,
0: they're like he, two human names.
1: So you do think, though, that in some way, shape, or form. There will be a Trump in our lives politically for a long time to come.
0: It, depending on what happens with this depending investigation. Depending on what happens.
1: This is the other scenario yeah. versus the scenario where... Wait,
0: who do you think would do best in jail?
1: Oh, wow. Um Is it a supermax prison? Is it What are we looking at here? Federal prison. Federal prison. Let's just say it's... I
0: mean, if it's a supermax prison, we're in like a whole different yeah, scenario. We're in all, let's
1: yes. say it's a maximum security prison. I think... I think Jared would would become someone's bitch, quite frankly. Okay. And that's the term they use in jail. Well, would he
0: be in a male prison or a female prison? It doesn't matter question. for him. Yeah. yeah he'd, uh, <laughs>
1: he'd be in a male prison as a female. Um, I, think, um, I think Ivanka would, would kill it. She'd figure out a way to like – Yeah, she would – have people working for her? Totally. You know, someone would be ironing her bed sheets and making her grilled cheeses on the iron. There
0: would be like some sort of like side hustle, You know, in Orange is a New Black, where they have like the panty business. Mm-hmm. There would be some sort of like side hustle where she would manage like Brandon yeah. and put her name yeah, on it. Yeah, she would
1: have yeah. the she would have the the Trump um, uh, orange jumpsuits yes. with like flowers Made embroidered. In China. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Donald Trump would be would absolutely be the worst um he he would complain about the bedding the toilets the showers yeah. um but i don't think there's a world in which he actually ends up there um uh it's interesting because i actually think for donald trump what's worse than prison for him is people not caring about donald trump um and uh and sadly i don't think that's ever going to happen i think that the no matter how this all plays out He's still going to be the center of, uh, of attention.
0: Yeah, I feel like he is kind of in his own little prison right now. He's out of his comfort zone. No one likes him. He's not getting any points on
1: the board. But I wonder about that, though, because because you see these photos of him when he like shows up at, at a wedding at, 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 at you know, Mar-a-Lago or something, and he just walks in the room. and He's like, hey, guys. That's and-
0: the best moment of his week or his month. The rest of his life, I think, is total shit. Really? Because so he a, looks he's so like Why do you think so he's doing happy. all these rallies? Yeah. He's doing these rallies and he's walking to those. Look, a s- sitting president has no business and no desire to walk into a stranger's wedding other than his desperate need.
1: For attention. For
0: attention and adulation.
1: Yeah. It's a good point.
0: And so him walking into that wedding and looking great is because that's the best moment that he's going to have all week. No. <sighs>
1: All right, so we're going to wrap up here with one last thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Taking a knee. So the NFL stuff with Trump um, this last week, there's been a lot of people that have asked me, is it truly that he thinks it is it is unpatriotic? Or is it that he knew that this wasn't going to be a good week for healthcare, that Luther Strange was not going to win in Alabama, that you know, all these things uh, that he had promised, you know, the, with Puerto Rico and so on and so forth, weren't going through. Do you think this was an attempt at a distraction, or was it truly something that he cares about?
0: This is my thought. Anytime anyone ever brings up was this a distraction, it is not that coordinated, and they are not that organized. I think what always happens in this case is he has like a loose opinion about something. He'll say it in a crowd of people, and if the reaction is good, he will go with it because the reaction to everything else is the opposite?
1: Yeah, it seemed like at his he when he was doing his um his speech this week. Where was the speech? It was in Alabama, right?
0: It was in, on last Friday night. Yeah, yeah,
1: and and he you could you can almost see like he's beta testing the it's things that is. come out of his mouth. And when but it's he says the NFL it's thing,
0: yeah. it's not because he's not going on stage saying I'm going to beta test a couple things and see what works because I want to you know distract the attention from those other things. It's something just flies out of his mouth. And if the reception to it is warm and good, hold just he's like a dog with a bone. And that's what we've seen all week this week. Do I think that he has deeply felt opinion about the NFL and patriotism? Like no way. But it's working for him and he's going look, he's a brander. He has branded this.
1: Well, on that note, I do have to, there's one point that I uh, that I wanted to point out. Someone had mentioned which I thought was brilliant. Uh, in the divorce between America who would have thought that the liberals would get football
0: yeah I mean this is just an amazing moment in American history
1: that well uh, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today uh, when is your book out it's next summer next summer and do we have a title yet it's called Born Trump Born Trump I mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it It sounds like a, it's like a, a thriller that it we,
0: almost is
1: well I'm I'm very excited to read it oh, thank, thank you, you so much for taking the time thank you Thanks to my guest today, Emily Jane Fox. If you enjoyed this conversation, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of Inside the Hive with Nick Bilton. You can find these on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review while you're there, preferably a good one. Thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work and to my editors at Vanity Fair. I'll see you next week.
0: Three, two, one. Political Breakdown is a daily politics podcast from KQED in San Francisco that goes deep into the issues you care about.